so today we're going on another plop quest adventure. Um, this time this is an episode or an adventure, I should say, uh, from the producer. And this is an adventure called Booty Call Out. And this is um, this is the better of our two attempts to try and create a pirate-themed adventure. Because uh, I was trying to do one, but ended up just recreating several video games that already exist. Um, so he has billed this as uh, a game played with two players and no GM, which should be interesting. Um, so do you mind if I... Uh, Tom, Tom is here, by the way, but I might just end up talking a lot just to go through it just to <laughs> say, just say no, hello no. Tom just take yeah. it hello take it away cool um so um i am playing well tom and i are going to be doing a bit of role playing again but not just a single character each uh but i am playing a pirate called madhead from the west uh tom you're playing a pirate called red john barnacle uh, you know amongst any others we decide okay um the sh- the ship that we are on the vessel is called the Sanguine Doubloon. And uh, the captain of the ship is called Old Plank McGee, or at least he was the captain before he was unduly murdered. Gasp. Um, and uh, we've got to determine the following. Um, who we think murdered Old Plank McGee and uh, who should be the new captain of the Sanguine Doubloon. And I believe this is fact. This referencing the fact that um, every decision on a pirate ship was actually, historically, was actually taken by democratic voting. Uh so I imagine there's a bit of that coming up. Um, so the objectives of the game are... Uh, so we win if you... If, you know, if us uh, being uh, Madhead and Red John are not made to walk Plank for murdering um, old Plank McGee. And there's some extra winning if you are made the captain of the Sanguine Doubloon. Um, now, there are some other crew members about which we're going to roll for. Um, now, the... So it's crew members A, B, and C. Um, and um, the first rule says cr- choose a pirate name for the crew member, but I'm going to I'm gonna slightly ignore this, and I'm going to roll for the crew member first, um, and then maybe we could decide a name. I feel like that, um, that actually gives us avenues to either juxtapose or make a fitting name. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, cool. So uh, crew member A... Um, so it's just D6s we're rolling for. So this crew member is um, a cannibal. Yes. Um, and um, this cannibal has the secret ambition of being killed slowly. <laughs> so he wants to be killed slowly. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, uh, I don't know, just several fetishes at all at once. Right, um, right. I'm gonna roll the uh, the dice keeps falling off and going on the one. Um, and the physical form of this pirate is um, an adult pirate, thank God. And um, finally, their alliances is to no one, so they have no favouring with anyone on the crew. Um, okay, cool. So that's so the first crew member is a cannibal who wants to be killed slowly. Thankfully, an adult um, and allied to no one in particular. Crew member B, let's go. That's another cannibal. I feel like I should roll again. <laughs> yeah, roll again just to get some variety. Yeah. Okay, um, is a sycophant or sycophantic. Their ambition is, or secret ambition, um, is to eat good food. Their form is a child. <laughs> and uh, their alliance is to, oh, it's to me. 
Um, and I think um, a sycophantic child that just wants to eat good food. So this is someone who um, is clearly trying to suck up to get extra treats. Um, I'm going to call them Lil Boot Licker. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Unless you want me to change that name. I mean, no, yeah, no, it's not so much. It's not so much the name. It's more the fact that you just like are keeping this child in your quarters, and you're basically entertaining a child that's also a sycophant. Uh, well, it's not me. I, I mean, it's, it's a good it's thing. A... It's a good thing I'm not the captain of this ship. Otherwise, you, you <laughs> I'd, I'd throw you the fuck overboard. Well, it's not me. It, like, is in the child is just like bugging everyone, but happens to have. Um, the alliance is to me. Mm. Um, so they'll clearly vote in my favour mm. when things come up. So crew member C. Uh, crew member C is a pedant. They are pedantic. Um, their secret ambition is become captain. And um, their physical form is... There's a new... Th- oh, they are a parrot. Yeah. And their alliance is to you. Excellent. I've always wanted a parrot. Cool. Um, so we've got. We need a name for the cannibal, the 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 cannibal adult, uh, the lone ranger, and um, we need the name for this pedantic parrot. Um, there must there must be a bird that is sort of known for or like. Yeah, there must be there must be some bird which is known as like a pedant or kind of like an annoying, annoying bird. Uh, um, does he have to have a name that sort of describes him, or can he just um, can he just have like he could have a name? He could just have a regular name. Yeah, yeah I, I, think name. I think I've got a name for him. Go on. Is this for the parrot? Yeah, it's for the parrot. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Chinese Allen. <laughs> I feel. Um. Oh, I feel like have you have you mentioned that before? I feel like that. Um, oh, I can't. Yeah, that seems familiar from somewhere. Um, anyway, um, now we just need to name the cannibal. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the only name the only name that came to my mind was Mister Meat. Um, but that's kind of. I was gonna go for uh, something like hung, Hungry Gutterson or something like that. Yeah, that that's better. I feel like. Uh, Hungry Gutterson. Okay, so um, that leaves us to divvy up the roles. Um, it might be worth you getting back on the uh, booty call out document, um, just 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 for the sake of fairness, I think. So I think um, so we've got to play ourselves. So I've got to play Madhead, and you've got to play Red John. Um, we've also got to play at least one of crew members A, B, and C. Um, and um, then I think one of us can take two of these extra crew members, and maybe one of us will take one and then read the document. If that makes sense. Uh, okay. Um, it might be worth just me going through and naming, just renaming them as we go. So if, if depending on who reads the document. Uh, oh, okay. There's only one instance of crew member A. Do any of the crew members take your fancy? It might be worth, for example, if you take the parrot because they're allied to you. And actually, can I just change the parrot's name to Chinese Keith? Because I know where t- I know where I know Chinese Alan from now. Oh, go f- yeah, go on. Yeah, so it's Chinese Keith. Yeah, okay, hang on. Where where is it? G- where is it that you know Chinese Alan from? Oh, it's from Gavin and Stacey. 
Oh, that's it. Yeah, I thought it was from a sitcom of some description. Um, or like a TV show. Actually, could it also be Japanese instead of Chinese? Yeah, okay. Okay, so I've changed it. Uh, don't worry, I'm keeping a note of this. Japanese Keith. I mean, he is a parrot, so I mean, like, I don't... I feel like if you did a Japanese accent, there'd be extra derogatory. Um, yeah, that's why I was going to do it. Fuck me. Ah, hello. Something like that. <laughs> um, okay, I mean, let's, let's, let's see what the producer says when he gives us the feedback on this. Um... <laughs> I also like the idea that it's like not not like no, don't do that. It's like okay, we'll do it, uh, but then we're, then we're going to read the feedback. And sorry, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a grown man, and I'm only responsible for what I do, really, in the grandiose sense of things. So it might be worth, yeah, if you play Japanese Keith the parrot. Um, I mean, I I might as well play Little Boot Licker, this little child. Oh, it's um, going to be so disturbing. Um. So, uh, do you want to also play Hungry Gutterson, or do you want to do the reading on the document? Uh, uh, do you know what? I, I wouldn't mind doing the reading on the document if you're happy to play yeah, Hungry, okay. Hungry Gutterson. Um, so, you, yeah, just make sure you open up the booty call-out thing again. Yeah, um, I've got it open in front to... of me, you're alright. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, you, you've got, you're from the games page, um, phase one. Okay, um, yeah, um, off you go. Arr, matey. Before breakfast, you wake up in your shared pirate quarters as... Who is crew member A, by the way? Do I need to, uh, no, uh, it's, uh, it's me. Oh, I've, 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 I've named them in the... If you go back to the Google Doc, I've named them. Oh, I've just got so the I, thing open. I've just got Oh, you've just downloaded it. I've just um, downloaded it, it's, yeah. Oh, fair, fuck it. Um, it's Hungry Gutterson. Um, who has... Who's um, A? Yeah, Hungry Gutterson is crew member A. Who's B? B is Lil Boot Licker. Ugh. <laughs> and, uh, Go on, carry on. And, and C is, uh, C's Japanese Keith. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll start again. Arr, matey. Before breakfast, you both wake up in your shared uh, pirate quarters... As Hungry Gutterson bursts into the room and reports to the crew how old Plank McGee was found dead. Someone... Old Plank McGee was found dead! Yes. Uh, someone will be made to walk the plank over this misdeed. Lil Bootlicker ugh, immediately reacts with intense grief. Japanese <laughs> Keith wants to go back to sleep. <laughs> In this phase, all crew members will state their alibis to try and avoid this fate. It is actively encouraged that crew members will go on tangents during the explanation of their alibis. To resolve this phase, all crew members uh, will vote for the crew member who will be made to walk the plank. Whoever receives the most votes will be made to walk the plank. Describe this scene. Um, so I guess we've just got to go around and um, give alibis. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking just to alternate it. So um, I feel like um, Madhead from the West should go first, going... Well, I can't possibly been involved with old Plank McGee. I was playing cards all by myself. Oh, in fact, I was playing a game of poker all by myself. You see, I had to, I had to manage the hands of six different individuals, all of which was, of course, myself. Uh, I believe that uh, I, I came about the game with, uh, I had a royal flush. Then, uh, oh, it's looking like a royal flush. Then uh, me number two. Uh, 
was looking to also have a royal flush. Um, but then I remembered that I'd accidentally shuffled two decks of cards in the, into the game. So, uh, point in case, I spent a lot of time uh, trying, to, trying to figure out which cards belonged to which deck. Uh, so I, I, I couldn't have possibly been up with the, with the Captain Old, Old Plank McGee. Um, I feel like next it should be uh, a Tom character that uh, gives their alibi. Okay, right. I'll do uh, I'll do Red Red John. Uh, okay. Barnacle. Actually, sorry. Uh, sorry to do this. We might have to just cut this little bit out, but I've just got to go let my dog outside. Sorry. I'll uh, I'll be back in a moment. Uh, sorry, no, my 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 dog's just come in as well. Um, I'll be back in a sec. Don't worry. It'll take me like literally thirty seconds. Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah. A lot of dogs going on today. I've got my dog here. Uh, Tom's letting his dog out. It's a shame they can't speak because we could um, we could get them involved in the role play. Or like um, it could have just been that the murder was done by two dogs. Um, just having having too much horseplay with the captain. Uh, but you, uh, I guess you could, you can't really make a dog walk a plank. I mean, you can't make my dog walk anywhere. Uh, it like if. If sorry, there is someone sorry still about in the that. House, he was uh, he was crying away. Oh, that's all right. That was just, I was just talking about dogs. Um, go on. The alibi for Red John Barnacle. Uh, okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, it's me. You all know me. It's Red John Barnacle. Uh, <laughs> I was too busy um, in my quarters, just sort of, I don't know, writing, writing my diary. Uh, you know, and just keeping a, a log of various things that you know arouse my attention which uh, isn't much because i desperately want to get off this ship not on the plank though uh and uh you know for, for be even though he's an old skin flint um uh, i would not harm old plank mcgee because i'm actually a pacifist um i prefer to express my violent thoughts and actions on the page uh rather than uh you know ra rather than actually putting those into action um, and I was also trying my best to, uh, I was going through the ship's library as well. Uh, I'd, I'd, I had a few books on my desk that I was studying to, uh, get rid of the STD that I have, uh, which is, is why I have the name Red, Red John Barnacle. Um, so yeah, I haven't really... You're, you're red and covered in like red barnacles being warts. Well, yeah, not so much covered because they're only in one specific area. Yeah, um, that, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I was too busy researching a cure for that. Um, I guess now it's the turn of um, Lil Boot Liquor. Um, <clears throat> I've had to have some water here. Um, I was I was in the kitchen chopping up, chopping up all the limes and lemons for the for the upcoming voyage. I couldn't. I was too busy. I wasn't even allowed to lick even a little bit of lime peel. I was so busy, and I was having all the fruits collected from me as I chopped them. There was no room. I'm so sick. There was. I'm so poorly. There was no. There was no lemons and limes left for little old boo liquor. I think you I might have to do. Uh, I think you just for the sake of your voice, I'd say we've established that it's a child, so I'd say just give yourself. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself a rest and just do a different voice. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, gonna. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like the child's sick, so that kind of gives him an excuse to say very little. Um, cool. Uh, I guess that's my. Uh, that's little boot liquor's alibi. Um, I guess it's over to. Um, Japanese Keith. I did not kill uh, the uh, captain. Uh, I have uh, too much uh, honor 
That's, that's fair enough. Um, um, yeah, Hung Hungry Gutterson is as they. Uh, well, I was um, I I was doing a bit of writing myself. Um, I was uh, nobody cares. <laughs> that was that was Red Job Red Job Barnacle shouted that from across the room. Yeah. Since when did you know how to write, Mister Gutterson? Since when did you learn how to write? And that's mighty convenient that you were also writing at the same time that Red John was writing as well. Hmm. So, oh, um, yeah, no one has actually listened to Hungry Gutterson's alibi because no one cares. Um, <laughs> um, so, I guess it's uh, what's only left for us is to decide who's walking the plank. Uh, I... I do might find it mighty suspicious that that uh, Hungry, who was conveniently last to tell his alibi, was also writing at the same time as Red John. Now, Hungry, would you would you have said writing if uh, if Old John wasn't writing as well? Uh, I'd, I I I didn't know John was writing as well. Um, uh, I mean, if you want to know, I was writing about um. I was writing about a dream I had. I keep a little dream journal. And he's like, oh, God. I, I, I believe you now. Don't Just don't tell us about your dreams. Uh, I, I, I completely believe you now. Uh, just don't just don't go on about those dreams. Um, what does is, what is, um, uh, Red John think? Uh, so I think that... Uh... Personally, I, d I don't really want Hungry Gutterson to walk the plank because, uh, you know, he's got Down syndrome, and uh, you know we need, uh, you know, we need some represent some representation of the differently abled on this ship. Um, but I do think that we should kill the child and make Little Bootlicker walk the plank because he's basically a paedophile magnet, and I think he knows it. Like he just he's just constantly walking around, strutting around this ship in little tight pants, and uh, I mean it makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. Um, you know, I don't think it makes, um, I don't really think it, it, it makes, uh, Madhead from the West too uncomfortable because I think the reason they call him Madhead is probably because he was a pederast, um, and he was exiled <laughs> from the West, but whatever, that's your business and it's fine if it wasn't on this ship. I mean, we're all stuck here together. Um, and also I think that we had more than enough lemons and limes, uh, you know, last I checked, so I find it hard to believe that Little Bootlicker was chopping up even more. And it's definitely oh, not Jap It's definitely not Japanese Keith, because I mean, he's my uh, he's my parrot, and like he's always on my shoulder. So I would have known if he would have slipped away, uh, you know, with a with a samurai sword to, to to murder old Plank. Well, it must be said that. Uh... Well, I know little bootlicker has a fondness for me. Not not in a pederast kind of way. The um, fact that you say not in that way makes me immediately think it's in that way. Um, and then Hungry Gutterson comes and goes, Well, if, uh, if we're worried about uh, pedophilia, then uh, <laughs> I say chuck, uh, chuck either John... Not John, sorry. I get confused. Uh, That's all right, mate. Chuck I I'll let you off, you know, because of your condition. Chuck Madhead uh, or Chuck uh, Bootlicker, problem solved. Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with hung hungry on this one. 
Now, who do you believe more? Do you believe me, madhead from the West? Or do you believe the ramblings of a sweet boy? Ugh. Don't ever say sweet boy again. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, think, I actually think this is one of those rare occasions where the child's to blame. Um, I feel like uh, Hungry Gutterson goes like, well, he would have had the knife to cut all the limes. Uh, That's right. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but e even if Old McGee was found bludgeoned, we still blame it on the child. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like it's out of me hands, boy. Off you go. Um, Tom, can you describe what happens as um, the only child on the crew is actually sent over the plank and is, is effective, like... Um, you'll know that this will be more of a struggle because he's probably less able to swim. Uh, desc describe to me what's going on. Uh, well, so little bootlicker is as as he's he's re it's really hit home that he's like about to die. Uh, I mean he he doesn't quite understand what's going on because he's still of that age where you know the kids haven't realised sort of yet that like you know, that, 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 that life inevitably is going to end and actually we we're all mortal. You know, he's, he, he was more obsessed with, uh, you know, sweets and, uh, you know, um, seducing adults. Uh, but now he sort of hits home, <laughs> what kind of really hits home, what's going to happen to him as he's walking the plank. Uh, and he's just, he's just, he's bawling, absolutely bawling. And it's, uh, oh, God. You know, it, it's, it's, okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're basically killing a child here. So, uh, but, but, you know, my Red John's heart is hardened and, uh, Japanese Keith sort of looks away. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, Red John knows, knows what needs to be done here. He, he, you know, he, he's, he's seen this sort of thing before and, uh, you know, he's made this decision before and he's, he's, he's more than happy to, to make it again as he uh he gives he gives little bootlicker a little poke with a cutlass uh and then little boot bootlicker <laughs> tumbles he tumbles over the side and you hear him going ah and then splash into the water uh and then we we sail on and we leave him for the we leave him for the sharks Blimey, okay um do you want to go on do you want to carry on to reading phase 2 okay phase 2 breakfast so, uh, so it says crew member B, but crew member B is no more. Uh, oh, so it's crew member C then. Uh, so Japanese Keith, the parrot, is uh, he, he he's the ship's deputy chef, and he's uh, he's gonna cook us some food. Uh, so in this phase, the remaining crew members will have breakfast. I'll roll. I'll roll for that. Hang on. Cool. Okay. A breakfast. A <laughs> human human apparently oh okay so basically we're gonna eat the remains of uh of old plank uh because there's nothing left to eat other than lemons and limes um so uh, yeah okay um and then i guess um what would be madhead is going like now i've eaten some shit in my time <clears throat> but i've never eaten anything with a beard and it's like on the on the end of his fork he's literally just got the entire head of um, old Plank McGee and sort of hands it over to um, Hungry Gutterson. Um, now, clearly, there's only one of us who would have wanted human for breakfast. Maybe wanted this human in particular. Um, do either of you jump to Hungry Gutterson's defence or? Um... 
Uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, you know, no, because it is he, he is a cannibal by name and and by nature. Um, uh, Japanese Keith just sort of concurs. Well, but it wasn't me. I'm, I, I don't know how to kill a man. Um, <laughs> he has got a point. He might not know, but it could have been an accident. It could have very well been an accident. And he's just. It's a very lucky accident as far as his breakfast is concerned. Well, I mean, to be honest, Madhead, I kind of... Uh, it's me talking, by the way, Red John Barnacle. Uh, to be honest, Madhead, I I don't really understand what's going on. I mean, we, it, we, we've we solved the problem. Uh, you know, we, we, we executed the suspect. So, you know, now can we just eat some breakfast and, uh, you know, just get on with the rest of our day? Mystery solved. Um, Carry on reading phase two. <laughs> okay, to resolve this phase, all crew members can vote for another crew member who will be made to walk the plank. The reason for this may be unrelated to the murder. Oh, of course. A vote will occur, and whoever receives the most votes will be made to walk the plank. Okay. Uh, but, it, but it also says, um, if appropriate, um, we can skip the voting. Um, but it's, it's very clear that um, I think... I think Madhead is very much like, um, because he's kind of mad. He's clearly like there isn't like the idea of it being resolved isn't quite cemented in his head. Um, I just think he's angry because his uh, his his boy was thrown overboard, <laughs> um, and now he's gonna have to find something else to fuck in the long cold pirate nights. Oh dear Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> this might be this might be the first X-rated uh, band episode. Of um, <laughs> Plopcast. Well, that's what um, I thought. I thought it was called Booty Callout. I thought the booty was referring to the the, the small child's rear. Uh, what does Keith? What does Japanese Keith think to the um, uh, to the whole debacle over breakfast? Uh, Japanese Keith's like, uh, uh, I'm not going to do the voice. He just has the same voice as Red John Barnacle. Uh, I uh, I agree with uh, <laughs> with with my my uh, my partner here, Red John. Um, I, I actually think that uh, I think Mad Ed from the West is is probably the culprit because he's he's constantly quick to accuse someone of doing the crime uh, even now that the suspect that the the sort of prime suspect the accused is gone. Uh, yeah, so I I think that uh, I, I actually I, I'm I'm willing to reopen the case here the case file uh, and say that Mad Ed from the West is probably the person that did it because he's so eager to uh to accuse other people yeah that's 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 fair enough to say and, uh, um, red, red john's like uh, oh very perceptive very 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 perceptive japanese keith um then hungry gutters and just go like it just just goes like yeah it was him that did it just like just not really taking in the evidence at all it's just like well it was not him so it's um it must be john um not john sorry madhead um <laughs> I don't think head naturally comes as a name, bizarrely. <laughs> so um, I feel like Hungry Gutterson like picks up. Uh, he can count enough votes. He picks up. Um, he picks up Madhead um, and sort of like chucks him onto the plank. Um, but he's kind of chucked him a bit too far, so the plank kind of bends down, and then, he, <laughs> and then Madhead sort of is flung off the plank. Um, so he barely actually got to walk the plank. He is actually just. He's just flung off the plank. Oh, as long um, as he's dead, that's all I care about. Fucking not yeah. nonce. Um, so I guess that's um, 
yeah, that's uh, Madhead is dead, as is um, Lil Boot Licker. So that, well, they they that that, that duo can't exist anymore. Um, would you like to read Phase Three? <laughs> okay, so Japanese Keith uh, initiates the democratic process for electing a new captain of the ship, uh, and it's basically if uh, if Japanese Keith's been made to walk the plank. The remaining crew members have the idea, but it's fine because Japanese Keith's safe on my uh, safe on my shoulder. Uh, in this phase, all remaining crew members will state their reasons to be voted voted captain. It is actively encouraged that crew members uh, will go on tangents during their statements. Yep, sure. Uh, to resolve this phase, all remaining crew members will vote for the crew member who will be made captain. Whoever receives the least votes uh, will be killed. <laughs> will be made to walk the plank, <laughs> okay. uh, and whoever receives the most votes will will be made the captain. Um. So I guess who's who's left is um, we've got Hungry Gutterson, um, Japanese Keith, and uh, Red John Barnacle. Um, I guess yeah. Do you want well for that for that reason, Tom? Do you want to pick a character to state their claim um, or state their voting preferences if they can't vote for themselves? Okay, sure. Well, Japanese Keith is uh, just going to vote for his his his, uh, his owner. So he's not going to vote for himself. Also, because he's a parrot, so uh, you know, he understands. He's like, how? How? He's like, he's like, how can I be expected to to, to effectively captain the ship? I mean, I uh, I don't have I don't have arms or hands, um, and also it's too much responsibility. Uh, so Red John is uh, Red John doesn't even want to be captain either, really. But he he kind of figures that becoming a captain is the best way to sail to shore and get off this ship. Uh, and as far away from these people as possible. Um, Hungry Gutterson is saying, like, he actually just isn't saying anything because he is... Um, he is frightened of Keith for the observation. Like, Keith is, like, scarily good at these deductions, so it's like he doesn't know what will go down if Keith is captain. Yeah, he's a good parrot. Um, he's a good parrot, is Keith. Uh, paid a lot of money for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Hungry Gutterson does secretly want an animal to be captain. Um, primarily so he might be able to eat uh, Red John Barnacle. Um, uh, actually, still... Re- I'd say Red John also thinks that Keith could be captain because uh, I, Red John Barnacle, I've got the clap. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it's... it's it's. I, I found the diagnosis in the, in the ship's library uh, in, it, just after breakfast. Um but also, I found out that I've got syphilis, and it's uh, it's spread to my brain. Um, and uh, while it does turn you into a genius, it also makes you mad and kills you. So I'm not going to be able to be captain for very long. But I think Keith could could steer the ship to shore, and I could spread. You know, I could spend the rest of my days just sort of quietly reading uh, and writing my memoirs. And uh, going out and spreading syphilis to as many people as I can. Um, hung, hungry Gutterson and smiles because he, he does like the idea of Keith being um, captain. I think also because he fears what will come of him if he doesn't vote Keith captain in a way because he is actually that terrified of Keith's deductive abilities. Of this pirate, um, yeah. Yeah, of this of this rather... Like the only honourable person means that like, any, any dishonour that uh, Hungry... Gutterson accidentally gets into he kind of figures like the power the power it's going to mean business so like if he if he goes against orders the power will not hesitate to call him dishonorable um, well the pa- the pirate was a was a salary man for, for like 40 years and he worked his way up so you know to be become ceo of uh 
you know, of, of, of a top company. So he, he, he knows, you know, he knows a thing or two. Uh, and yeah, yeah, no, uh, Gutterson is right to, to fear him. All votes for Keith. And then Gutterson puts his hand up. Uh, I, 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 uh, Red John Barnacle puts his hand up, but his hand's like shaking because he's, he's just riddled with, uh, with syphilis. Yeah, his, his his nervous system is is so slowly dysfunctioning. It's, it is just gone. Yeah, he's shot. Um, how does Keith respond to um this um this voting process? I think he 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 has got to vote for someone because this is a democratic process. Yeah, uh, he uh, Keith goes uh ah uh arigato gozaimasu uh but uh i i will vote for uh, my my uh my my uh sensei uh my senpai uh here uh red john you've always been good to me uh even though i can see you're, you're really on your last legs and i don't think you really know where you are anymore um you're just spending all your times below decks writing mathematic equations uh, all over the all over the, the the ship's walls and masturbating furiously, but uh, <laughs> I still think you should be captain. Uh, so Hungry Gutterson is just sort of counting on his fingers about the votes, and he, can, he sort of holds a big fat zero about his own votes. So he goes, "Okay," and he legs it off the plank himself. Um, oh wow! Is it going way? Like he takes a dive. Um, so Hung- Hungry Gutterson has committed Sampuku. So he goes. Um, is like, yeah, the loser has to dive off the ship. Um, how do I get up again? Uh, can someone help me up, guys? You gonna let me up, guys? Hello. Uh, Hello. Sad. Quite a tra- tragic, tragic ending then. It is a pretty tragic ending, to be honest. Um. Well, I mean, you you have kind of won double in a way. Um. Because you have not been, because Red John has not been killed, and your ally has been made the captain um, of the Sanguine Doubloon. Um, so I guess, I guess, because you, um, uh, because your characters are the ones in, literally in the driving seat now, um, I might as well just read the epilogue, um, or at least what you've got to do for the epilogue. So to resolve any aspects of the story, feel free to discuss and dis- or describe the fate of the remaining crew members of the Sanguine Doubloon. Uh, take it away, Tom. What happens henceforth? Well, uh, Japanese Keith uh, expertly, uh, he finds out that if he stands on top of the, the ship's wheel and runs in either left or right, he, he can steer the ship, uh, despite the fact he's got no arms. So he feels very much comfortable. Oh, and also to like do the rigging and like hoist sails, he, he puts his little beak on the rope and gives it a pull. So he's, he's found he can quite competently captain the ship on his own. Um, he drops red. He drops red John Barnacle off uh, on shore, uh, and uh, red John Barnacle was as good as his word. He uh, he managed to write his memoir, um, but uh, it's just complete gibberish. So no one bought it and saw it because basically the, the syphilis had spread to his brain to the extent where his brain had just been turned into soup. Um, so he yeah it, he failed at that. Uh, but he did succeed in frequenting as many brothels in the local area, uh, and he spread syphilis to as many people as possible. Uh, and then he, he died in in agony, uh, not knowing where he was. <laughs> but Japanese so Keith to... went on to be known as uh, he built up a trading empire, 
uh, and he he went on to have a very successful life, and he, he he met a nice you know he met a nice woman. He settled down, and he had many uh, half parrot, half human children who carried on his family legacy. And uh, he did it all honorably, and he was good good to his word. Um, and uh, nobody ever found out that he was the one who killed old Plank. Ooh, <gasps> Arr, matey. Well, okay, let, let, let's explore that a little bit. Um, because you said he was a man of honor, a parrot of honor, um, explain why he killed um, old Plank McGee. Um, it, it, was, he... it was because old Plank McGee and... Uh, old Plank McGee and Madhead from the West were both fucking little bootlicker. And uh, they were doing it so often, and Keith was just like, this is... I can't... This cannot go on on my watch. So he... Uh, he snuck down to the captain's cabin and he 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 headbutted uh old plank to death um and it took ages because japanese keith's just a little parrot so he really had to headbutt him loads of times and bludgeoned old, old plank to death and the plan was was to do the same thing to uh madhead from the west but uh he didn't have chance um he, he actually he he balls it up a little bit uh because uh yeah he he, he should have really uh but oh, essentially hungry gutterson found the body uh and came and announced it at breakfast so japanese keith didn't have chance to to kill madad uh and then he was also going to kill he was going to throw little boot liquor overboard anyway as well just in case uh he tempted any of the other crew members <laughs> i was gonna ask actually like so because surely he would have been in favour of keeping Little Bootlicker alive. Uh, he, w- then... he was initially, but then he realised that Little Bootlicker was just as guilty as the other two because he was going around tempting the adults uh, because he wanted he wanted food and uh, he wanted so to get... What you're, you know... So what you're doing is victim blaming here. Yes. So you're, you're fully, you are fully victim blaming. Um, well, well, Japanese Keith's doing it. Well, Japanese Keith is victim blaming. Um, yes. So, I guess it's kind of like he's not having that kind of behaviour on his ship, even though it's only his ship now. Yeah, he's um, the only he's the only person on it now. Well, he's not even, he's not, there's no people on it, arguably. It's just a parrot. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, uh, one thing I might talk to the producer about is... Um, um, something you just touched on, which I feel like um, I could build up is a separate plot quest um, it could literally be the adventures of japanese keith as he actually takes the ship rather than just bumbling about the caribbean um he actually then resets sail from what i presume is um great britain um establishing his trading empire that might be an in what do you think of that as an idea for an interesting plot quest to do henceforth yeah definitely it'd be, it'd be cool if it was like a, a settlers of Catan style one uh but i also like the idea that maybe japanese keith Whilst he is, he could he could sort of sail the ship. I like the idea that he will have to go on a bit of a recruitment drive just to build up a proper crew. So he he will, by the time we touch base with him again, uh, I think he he will have a full crew and a fully equipped ship because uh, he he's a he's an honest man. He accepts when he needs help. That's fair. Yeah, he does. He does the honourable thing and actually asks for help as and when he needs it. Uh, exactly. Was you very good of him? Um. Just thinking, um, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep some of the other dice rolls a secret in terms of what was on um, booty call out because that might um, there might be something that resurfaces. Um, 
but yeah, what, what were your thoughts on Booty Call Out? Um, bear in mind that this is going to the producer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Uh, I I personally prefer uh the. It's only because I've not been in much practice doing characters. I think if I had time to actually practice and do voices and shit, I'd be more ready for something like this. But um, yeah, I I personally prefer the quest when it's just either you or me uh exploring a world that the other person DMs. That's just personal preference, though. Uh, I think they tend to work better. So, but I do, I do, I, I admire the idea of um, going for a game that has no DM. Um, but I think if we do this one again, I think it needs like a bit more polish and also maybe a board, you know, so we can actually maybe move around the ship. And uh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And may, <clears throat> maybe maybe add some more dice rolls as far as like arguments we can have or like maybe points we can um maybe points we can spend on like arguments you know just to like limit us and gamify it a bit more oh okay that's an interesting point and i guess i mean i've got like for example i've got a, a little bag of meeples which i was actually using for D D the other day to kind of keep track of um where certain things were sure and so that, that's quite a nice little thing it's a bit easier than like on a computer sometimes but obviously if we're doing it on this system then We'd probably want some sort of shared thing to um to actually have that board available to the both of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. In terms of having more spaces on the board, um, or a board at all, I guess it means that you can. So, for example, we can very easily say um, we now transition over to um, Red John and Madhead, and so in that room in particular, it's just them talking, and so I guess you kind of get the flavor of both of them for a bit longer mm, um, yeah i mean yeah so that's a good idea i guess um there's i also uh, do again. do blame myself just because i'm a bit rusty uh at, at, at like acting and role playing <laughs> um so i need to get some practice in but uh yeah definitely with enough with enough practice and make sure i bring my a game i uh i'll, I'll hopefully be able to rise to the occasion a bit more next time yeah i mean i was in a way i was kind of glad that the the child died because like Clearly, with all even with a bottle of water here, I clearly couldn't maintain that voice. There, there oh yeah, slight, no, I, um, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna force you to maintain that voice at all. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I would, I would have tried my best, and I was trying to improv about him being sick, with just to, as a way of justifying the fact that I can't reach uh, such frequencies for very long, um, if at all. Um, but yeah, I guess. Um, also, just a little note to the producer: I think um, there could be like. Because a couple of the roles, for example, are um, like rather than going just one to six, there's like some of them have just three options. So it's like one, either one or two, three or four, or five or six. And I think uh, that could, you could do some interesting stuff. Like, uh, for example, you could have crew members who aren't myself or Tom, like allied together, not just allied to either Tom or I, because then that kind of. Um, you then kind of have a, a sort of a poll, a, a, you know, a, a die poll of either I care about them or Tom cares about them. Truth be told, I think I was very willing. I mean, I mentioned that uh, Hungry Gutterson, who was allied to no one, just jumped off the ship thinking it's like, oh, you just have to get wet um, <laughs> when you lose the vote. Um, but, um, and I guess um, I feel like I couldn't, like the the hole that effectively Tom had dug me in about uh, Madhead being a nonce, 
Uh, I felt like again, you know, the more the more that Mad had defended it, the more that Tom would be convinced that he was a nonce, even though that was not the intention at all. Walking into this, kind of um, a da- damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. Exactly, yeah, and I think uh, on the high seas, if such you know, if if such an accusation was thrown around, it's not like you could. Well, that's all. Oh, guess is a reflection of modern criminality: is that you can't uh, you can't use the justice system to resolve this sort of thing. Uh, so you have to take the law into your own hands. Mm. Um, but I think it is true that pirates did vote on things democratically. Um, it wasn't just like Law of the Jungle. I mean, well, once once pirates encountered like other uh, treasure galleons or whatnot, um, yeah, I mean, it probably was like uh, they were the terrorists of their day. Um, just gotta go nip and shut yeah. my shut my back door, mate. Uh, keep talking. I'll be back in a sec. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think my dog's left left my room now as well. Um, it's only it's only because it was just me in the house. Like she's interested. As soon as soon as my mum's back, it's just now nah, not not interested in me really. Um, even though like we both, you know, my dog and I like the same sort of things. Like uh, we both like napping, uh, watching TV, um, hanging around waiting, waiting for food. Um, I don't know. I guess my mum is the lead of the pack in this instance. And uh, I think that's what, yeah, clearly that's what dogs need. Um, she, didn't, she didn't even want to go out today. Like, I didn't... She wasn't exactly, like, begging to go out for a walk. So, you know, uh, I, feel, I feel like she's been she's been all right today. Um, Apologies. Uh, sorry, my, uh, my it's just me in the house, so I'm having to keep an eye on my dog. Well, I was, I was actually just saying that um, my dog has uh, left my company because uh, she's more interested um, in my mum, the uh, the supposed probably leader of the pack in this instance. Um, we'll see what, see what the producer thinks about these dog comments as well in terms of... I think you're going to have to uh, cut out the bits where I run off and go, oh, I've got to go do this, so yeah. Uh, but no, it's, everyone loves dogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm probably just doing padding here, but we could probably talk another few minutes and then uh, we'll give it a wrap. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good. No, I just, uh, yeah, basically, because my, uh, my dogs uh, are whippet. They're quite, um, I mean, I don't really know if this is a, a breed thing, but uh, they're quite needy. I mean, partly I think it's maybe because my dad's made him that way, because my, da- my dad, well, we all we all dote on the dog, uh, and I think mm. he he's made him quite needy, so he likes to be around people. Uh so usually when I've been doing podcasts in the past or when I've been gaming or something, the the dog's usually just lying on my bed just because he wants to be he wants to be in the same room as me and to be near me. So with with the fact that my parents are out, uh, he he's usually fine downstairs and I'll put the radio on for him. But yeah, he was whining earlier and uh, I just have to make sure I let him out the back garden because he might actually want to wee. Sometimes he just whines, but uh, yeah, it's if he actually needs something, yeah, I just had to duck out. But yeah, because um, your dog's quite little in terms of age, is he not? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, shit, how old is he? I think he's nine months. Um, so he's kind of still. A so you did get him as a puppy. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to, we went to see him when he was only like a few weeks old, and then. Uh, picked him out and then we went and picked him up um so yeah we we got him from the litter and everything uh yeah because the guy who who who, uh bred him and sold him to us was like a uh he like worked with whippets so he he, his whippets were working dogs like you know he he took them out to to hunt 
uh, hunt rabbits and stuff. Um, so they were proper hunting dogs. So it was yeah, it was good because we got like an actual sort of like super purebred. And the good thing about whippets as well is they're um, because they're like uh, they're an officially recognised breed now and have been for like a few hundred years. But um, whippets are basically they're like a bit like greyhounds, but but smaller. Um, but they're pretty much like with greyhounds. They're like super super pure bred, if you know what I mean. So like if you look back to like fucking ancient egypt uh i think they had like greyhounds then <laughs> so you know they're not they're not like say uh like pugs where they've just been horribly horribly bred to like look or behave a certain way um <clears throat> but yeah uh he's amazing uh jasper his name is and he's he's a brindle colored whippet um yeah he's brilliant he's uh I think a lot of people I've heard, like, with the, the Whippet research my dad did, um, Whippets are really, really good first dogs for people to have. Like, if you've never had a dog before, definitely get a Whippet because um, they're super easy to look after. Um, you, like, literally walk them twice a day, uh, throw a ball for them. They're, like, super fast because they're super lean and they're quite bony, actually, to look at. Um, but they, uh, they're super lean um but they just love to run love to love to fetch um basically they just need a walk just to tire them out and then they just sleep all day like literally most of the day it, a whip it will spend sleeping well um our, our dog she's called Bo. she is uh i think she's 10 years old as of a couple months ago uh, she's a cavalier poodle cross um and even so i'm sure someone dropped her on her head in early infancy oh god um, because no, I mean, I'd say that's a sort of a, uh, a hyperbolic statement because um, she, well, she she's brilliant in the kind of like like a personality kind of way. Like she is that she is kind and like she's a silly dog, but like not brilliant is in like brilliant based on dog archetypes. Like she doesn't like uh, if you listen back to the episode, I was saying like how she she and I just like having naps, watching telly. Uh, hanging around waiting for food she's recently started trying on because she knows like to the minute when she's meant to be fed um but she starts like whining earlier on just to see if she can kind of like uh either try and eke out two dinners or um like try try and get us annoyed enough to feed her earlier uh she's sometimes very rubbish at walking particularly with me around the local area she'll like um she'll put her feet like really lock up and mm. not want to go anywhere um she doesn't really like doing fetch or anything like that either like I think when she was a bit younger, she liked playing with toys. But like, you dangle a toy in front of her, she's like, "Yeah." Um. Yeah, my old dog, uh, my old dog Dexter, who was a, a miniature schnauzer. He, uh, yeah, he didn't really fetch. Uh, you could throw a ball and he'd go go grab it, but he wouldn't bring it back. Um, but with Jasper, we've we've trained him since he was quite young to to go and fetch stuff, and uh, also we've really worked on his recall. Um, so his recall, thankfully, is really good. So if he runs away quite far, you can shout him and he'll he'll come back to you. Um, I think the only times he won't is if he sees like a squirrel or a cat, he will be off like a shot. Mm -hmm. But that, that's just because they're hunting dogs and that's just his, his instinct kicking in. Um, but yeah, he's great. Uh, he's super clever as well. He's, he's like really, really sharp. And um, yeah, he often, he does something interesting where, like, if he's on his own sometimes, he will, like, go and grab a toy and he'll, like, throw it up in the air and then catch it himself. So he, oh, he wow. like, okay. he, he will, like, play with himself. He'll, like, entertain himself, which is fascinating because, again, 
not many, you know, uh, I haven't seen many dogs do that. That is fascinating, actually. Um, our, our dog, again, like, she doesn't have very good recall, but, like, weirdly, like, I was on a walk yesterday, I very rarely go on the dog walks, but, um, like, if we can, if she's off the lead, she'll actually trundle on the path a lot better. Being on the lead, like, she just kind of wants to get away from the lead. Mm. She's really rubbish. But then as soon as she knows she's off the lead, she's like, oh, I've kind of got some independence. And she'll just happily trundle along. And uh, she she's clever in a sense of, like, she knows stuff that she really likes. Um, she did used to, like, um, there's a little squeaky duck that we used to throw, and she would go after that. But she would never really, like, bring it back. Um I think, like, once she knew, it was like, oh, if this means that someone is trying to get me to go away, and, like, then they're going somewhere else, I'd rather just follow them somewhere else. And um, she knows she knows lots of quite subtle sounds. So she knows, for example, uh, what the sound of the vegetable peeler is coming out the drawer. Um, oh, right. Wow. So she know once the vegetable peeler is coming out, it means, oh, someone might have carrot, uh, which she really likes. And so she'll kind of come to the kitchen and wait around for carrot. Similarly with the um, the can opener, she knows what the sound of a tuna can being opened is. Um, so she'll come and um, want some tuna. She knows when... Um, she knows, like, there's a lot of plastic rustling in, like, co- stuff coming out the fridge because, uh, like, we try and keep a lot of, like, sandwich bags and other wrappings just, you know, not chuck them away and try and reuse them. But she knows exactly what the packet of cheese sounds like um, by the kind of slightly thicker plastic that you get cheese in. Mm. So she knows that once that's being rustled, she knows that's cheese. Like, not just plastic being rustled, but that particular packet. Um, similarly so with when you take the um, the self-sealing packet off of, like, a pack of ham. She knows that sound uh, to come and get some ham. And she also knows um, she also knows the sound of, you know, if, you, um, if, you have got, if you've got a boiled egg, um, you can sometimes, like, tap it on the table to kind of, like, Stop breaking up to get the the, um, the eggshell off, and she knows oh, yeah. that sound because she likes eggs as well. Um, so she knows all these sounds which are like linked in a Pavlovian fashion to like stuff that she likes. Um, but she also, I mean, she's also strange because she doesn't really like other dogs, even though she she barks at bigger dogs, but then shies away from little dogs. Like she tries it on, and sort of like a sort of weird machismo element of her. And um, she doesn't like small children either. She doesn't really understand them. Um, so as dogs go, like she's kind of rubbish. We we love her a lot. So when that's why I say like when she's she's not brilliant in a sort of like a dog sense, but like we do love her a lot and kind of know her and like uh, she's very if someone's sad, she's very capable of like you know being quiet and just sitting next to them. Um, I think when I was very drunk once, I think she desperately wanted to mother me when I was like half asleep on the bathroom floor. Oh. Um, yeah. So I get it's just you know. She's not the best dog, but she's our dog, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was like the same with my first dog. Uh, Dexter was like, um, he like really wasn't affectionate. Um, like if you if you like spoke to him and like were affectionate towards him, you know, like when with dogs where you like, you know, you'll stroke him and give him a kiss and give him a, give him a rub. Um, he did this thing where he'd like, he wouldn't make eye contact with you. He, he'd always like look away. Um, and it was really bizarre because it was like this sort of this aloof aloofness. Um, but apparently his his dad was like that. Um, but yeah, so he he was again um, an interesting dog because you know he he liked having his belly rubbed and stuff, and he would he would respond to like affection, but he wasn't like affectionate to you. I mean, like 
Jasper, for example, will like, you know, when I if I'm reading in the living room, he'll like jump on me and he'll like lie on me and then he'll put his head like in the crook of my shoulder, you know, between like my shoulder and my neck and he'll like get snuggled up and he'll like go to sleep. But Dexter wasn't like that at all. I mean, it took me like a sort of an adjustment period with Jasper to sort of realize like, oh shit, you know, the dog actually wants to jump on me and wants to like lick me and, and actually wants to be near me. Whereas Dexter was an amazing dog and he was a, he was a really nice dog. But yeah, he was like, it, yeah, the way to describe it would be like a, aloof, you know, he was like. Yeah, our, our dog's yeah. kind of like that because like she'll, she'll sit like about a foot away from you. But then like if she really wants attention, she'll like start patting you. At least if you give her a stroke, if you put your head near her, then she'll like stop stroking her. She'll like, she'll give you like a lick because she, she's still like, she's still like, like licking people and whatnot. Um mm. She likes licking lots of, lots of other random things as well, um, but uh, yeah, but she'll be she'll sit like a foot away from you, and if you and obviously you, you you pet her for a bit, but obviously like oh it's like it's a bit of a reach, so you just stop, and then she'll just start like waving her arm in front or trying to pat you. Just like well, come closer than you fucking idiot. Like if you well, want, yeah, my dog De- Dexter used to lick my head because obviously because I'm bald and it was like smooth <laughs> and. And obviously, when I tend to swear, and do- dogs like the dogs like the taste of the oh, salt. Oh God, yeah. So I, I used yeah. to like I used to like curl up in a ball on the living room floor and, and let him lick my head. I used weird. They used to do that with the cat because like she became became really affectionate. Like just just as she was becoming, or well, I was becoming her favor. That she then went to she will then went on and died. Um, but uh, no, I just I just sort of sit there. It's sort of Temple Grandin style. You just sort of sit there and just see what happens. Um, mm. I think, yeah, sometimes, like, very rarely will the dog, like, actually lean into whoever's sitting with you. I think if she's, like, properly, like, sad or, like, doesn't want people to go, then she will, like, rest her head just on, like, just rest her head on someone's leg. Um, but she is, she is a strange one. Which is hence why I said about the whole head-dropping thing. Um, should we call it there? We're coming up to an hour just about. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, yeah, I shall uh, I'll at least see you in the next episode. <laughs>